What is up? Welcome in, everybody, to the Creed of Crypto podcast. How are you doing? I am Broke Boy Crypto. I have here with me, as always, Crypto Ewok. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are not familiar with the show, welcome in, everybody. Smash the like on your way in. We have a huge show for you tonight. A lot of stuff to get to. We've got uh, Jerome Powell with some interesting statements last week regarding what we're going to see at the upcoming FOMC meeting. We've got Grayscale winning their lawsuit yet again over Gary G and the SEC. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about there. Obviously, if you've seen the thumbnail, we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in the markets here in September because a lot of people are expecting blood in the street. Richard Hart stuff, uh, Hex, obviously, Paul's chain, a whole bunch of stuff to get into. What's going on with Paul Sachs? A lot of stuff to talk about. So welcome in, everybody, tonight. Humberto, Andrew, uh, Clifton. Who do we have there earlier? I don't know. He's gone now. So we've got people in the chat. Welcome on in. Hit us up with your thoughts and questions. We definitely want to get you guys involved here tonight as well. Before we really dive into the show, though, Ewok, how are you? Oh, I, I do want to say tonight's show brought to you by Pulse Tube. That's right, Pulse Tube, which uh, hosts all of the, many of the, not us actually, but that's okay. Hex, Pulse Chain Channels, shout out to Pulse Tube. I don't know, what's that guy's name? I forget his name that runs it. I, I don't know. I don't know the, the dev's name or whoever designed it. I've asked a couple times to be uh, listed and I keep getting the, I'll get you on the next update and hasn't happened yet, but okay. we're trying, we're trying hard, right? Yeah, we're, we're trying hard. I'm not that worried about it, but we just wanted to throw it out there that we are brought to you by Paul's Tube here tonight. Great service. We <laughs> definitely endorse everything that they do over there. Ewok, how are you doing tonight and how are you feeling? I'm good. It's another Wednesday. Uh, lots of cool stuff happening in, you know, in the atmospheres and, you know, just getting through. It's 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 getting interesting. It's getting interesting. We have a lot of crazy stories to get into tonight. Again, most importantly, the fact that the SEC falls flat on their face, corrupt and incompetent. They lose another one. Um, and hey, who's next on the docket in November? It very well may be Richard Hart. So uh, we will get into that. Um, first off, let's just kind of look into the prices and see where we're at. So we did have BTC and ETH and most of the market kind of rally back here over the course of the last week, uh, up over 27K off the news of this um, uh, grayscale thing. So Bitcoin right now is sitting at 27.3K. Looks like we have ETH a little bit over 1,700. Looking at the Pulse chain ecosystem, it did kind of move with the move of the greater market. But we're still down, make no mistake. We've got Pulse still at about 60% off of Sacrate. Pulse X continues to really, and we're going to talk about this tonight, kind of lose that ratio in relation to Pulse, almost down to a four to one now at 89, 90% off of the Sacrate. Uh, we have Hex on Pulse Chain at just about nine tenths of a cent. And Hex on ETH at about four tenths of a cent. So that actually opening back up a little bit as the price is pumped as well, that ratio there. So first yeah. off, just about this move by the overall market Ewok. And uh, again, I mean, it's one of the sell the news events. We've already seen a, our ecosystem start to come back now. Um, we're probably going to see a bit of a dip here again in the, the greater market off of this news now um, after the, the big buy up for everybody. But um, kind of a sell the news event, but a, a good it depends on how you look at it as far as what your values are in crypto. Is it good news? Is it bad news? I'm not a fan of there being ETFs or anything when it comes to Bitcoin. But if you, you know, assume that it is going to be a necessary evil, which I think we we both do. I mean, that's something that these people are going to do. Um, 
you know, it's it's going to happen. People were bullish on the news. So what do you make of it about the um, where we'll maybe see price go in the short term and midterm here off that news? Yeah, it was bullish. It was bullish for the whole markets in general, as you could see, um, you, you know, I, I still think we'll have a, another pullback. You know, false pumps always kind of it happens that way. We could pull back to the same level even, you know, maybe even get a, another bottom. I think we have a double bottom going on uh, Pulse Chain. It, it tapped that same level twice now. Uh, a third one, you know, they say the more times that it touches a level and, and bounces, it, it becomes more and more resistant point. Uh, that would be good. I, I think a triple bottom there and then, you know, kind of take off. If we don't get quite there, that's fine too. But, you know, I do see a, a, a pullback coming, uh, you know, before the, the major run-up. I, I don't know how long this is going to draw out. You know, we, we've talked about the, the full moon tonight. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, sometimes that they say that has effects on the markets. Um, I, I haven't really seen it today, although there is a pullback, you know, happening right now. Uh, with both Bitcoin and Ethereum, pretty substantial. Actually, it kind of lost a lot of that ground that it it ran up there the other day. So I guess that was yesterday or the day before. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, again, it's it's that time of the of the cycle where I, I it's boring. It's very boring. It just bounces around, gets people thinking this is it. This is it. Uh, until they're tired of seeing that bounce and then they miss it because that really was it. You know, by the time yeah. they get frustrated of seeing these, you know, run-ups, uh, they, people are like, well, I'm not going to take this one. I'll, I'll play it when it bounces. And then it doesn't, you know, until it fools you. And that's how it usually goes. So, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what we're seeing right now. I mean, really all of this action this week is – nothing to really worry about. I mean, as long as you're a long-term holder, it's nothing to really pay that much attention to unless you're a day trader or something of the sort. But yeah, um, it, it is, I guess, it, it, I, for me, the, the most positive thing about this SEC news, I guess maybe we should just get to to that part of it now, the, the actual lawsuit, because that is what kind of helped this price right now, is just the fact that the SEC took another big L on the chin. You know, that yeah. that's really the big thing, regardless of whether you care about Bitcoin ETFs or spot ETFs or anything like that, as opposed to just holding the actual asset. The SEC is on a losing streak and everybody has been out here. All these people have been out here um, talking about like, well, they don't they don't lose, you know, when it comes to the XRP case, when it comes to this one um, and people, maybe Bitcoin maxis and the like speculating about what will happen with Richard Hart is like the SEC doesn't lose. So don't bet on it or anything like that. Well, they have a losing streak going right now. And I think what's happening is they're just overplaying their hand. You know, everybody can see. Um, I, I, I mean, the cat's kind of out of the bag here. I mean, like Gensler, we've talked about it, like the whole scene when he was in front of Congress that day being challenged by the bow tie guy that I can never remember his name, um, directly being asked over and over and over again. Will you call? Do you refer to Ethereum as a security? And he's just finger shaking and he can't say anything. I mean, everybody knows what's going on with this guy and this organization. You know, it, it's a corrupt organization. They have no idea what they're doing. I, I, you know, that's not even saying it right. I think they do know what they're doing and they're purposely, sure. as we've talked about before, obfuscating their opinion about something um, so they can play it however they want, whenever they want. And funnily enough, that's exactly what the judge said 
in this grayscale case. They said that you guys, they, they literally called it arbitrary. You know, they said that you, you, you go about this, you don't actually have any set plan, any set definitions or anything like that. If the judges are seeing this now, you know, we'll get into how this might affect the Richard Hart case and the spillover and how one judge may look at another judge's ruling or whatever. <clears throat> but they are now seeing what we have been seeing all along. And the main yeah. gripe from all of these crypto entities, whether it's Brian Armstrong and Coinbase or whoever, is we just want clarity. We're not asking you to say this or that. Say something. Yeah. And the FCC never does. So what do you make of this uh, lawsuit win for the Grayscale ETF? Well, as much as you call it corruption, I mean, let's let's call it what it really is. And I think it's more extortion at this point. Yeah. Um, they're trying to get settlements. They're probably lining their pockets of, of them and whoever else is, you know, involved with it. And they're really just trying to extort people. You know, we, we mentioned it last week on the show that they have the 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 program where if you refer something and it wins mm -hmm. over a certain amount, they get a percentage. So it's almost like a referral program to the SEC. It's kind of, it's sad at this point. So yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping there's clarity uh, or even maybe not clarity, but the judges get tired of, of wasting their time uh, on a lot of these, you know, fishing expeditions when they really just don't have anything. You know, they're trying to extort money from, from these people, you know, what they're doing. And, and hopefully they see that, you know, if, if this continues, they're going to chase the industry out um, when they could embrace it, you know, work with it, whatever they may want to do. Uh, you, you know, it's just, it, it's sad. I know it's a competition to the banks. And, you know, if the banking players are involved, you know, they don't like it, but eventually they're going to have to embrace it and play the same game as everyone else. So, right. You know, we. I, I just. I hope it. It plays out the. You know, the way we want. I hope we continue on this streak uh, of the judges being fair and hearing it, um, and, and ruling it properly. Because, like we said, we we see the tweets that Richard's putting out. Some of the precedent that's happened in the past with these cases, um, and how closely they tie together with what hex really is. Um, so, you know we'll see how the the phone call goes on on the 28th of uh november i believe it is so you know hopefully that's that starts the 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 the, the you know the ball rolling here in in the right direction yeah and we're going to get into exactly how that's going to affect that initial phone conference it is in, in fact scheduled for november the 28th in a moment and just how this rolling and the other subsequent rolling with xrp could affect the richard hart case in just a moment i want to get this out of the way real quick because it's not something hugely important that we probably want to get into too much but i think it deserves acknowledgement because it does have to deal with macro right now so this is kind of last week's news about a week old now but jerome powell spoke at jackson hole last week actually on the 25th um um, says that there's a long way to go and multiple more rate hikes could be coming, presumably of about a quarter of a percent, 0.25. Uh, the next meetings are about three weeks off. So September the 20th is the next FOMC meeting. And then November the 1st are, I, I don't know if, I can't remember if it's the final two of the year, but those are the next two. Um, probability of a rate hike had been only 20% for this September the 20th meeting. You and I talked about this the other day, Ewok. I think it shot up maybe to about 50-50 or something after his speech at Jackson Hole. Um, 
what do you think the Fed does the rest of the year? And maybe that's not as important as like the long, the mid to long term view here, because again, we've talked about this before. I, I tend to think that Powell is kind of bluffing. He always kind of does this dad speech, you know, don't stay out too late. You know, you got to make sure we do this in the morning and everything. And it still gets pressured by other folks as well. And then maybe doesn't actually pull the trigger on, you know, the rate hike. So I, I'm not sure how much I really believe him or the, what his tone was, but what do you think? I, I know kind of what we talked about the other day is just wanting all this to be over and moving on, but his tone certainly didn't sound like they're done hiking rates. So what do you think? No, it didn't. It didn't sound like they're done, but you know, you bring up a good point. There's been a lot of bluffing and a lot of not doing what they say they're going to do as quickly. You know, I think we all just want them to do it and get it over with, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the ideal situation. Raise it to what you want, get it done, let it kick in, hopefully move on from it so we can get back to, you know, you know, even the rates that they're looking for so that they can start easing it back again. And, you know, I think people are just tired of the whole song and dance from them, you know, with the not knowing, uh, what are they going to yeah. do? People, you know, I mean, there are people that are concerned that they could be losing jobs. There are, you know, there are effects being felt by a lot of people, but it's just not to where they want it to be. And, you know, like I said, I would rather just see them do it, get it over with, um, as far as the odds, I, I could probably see one more. Uh, there's two more meetings, I think, is what we said, uh, left in the year. I could see one of them being at least a 25-point rate hike. And, and you know, I, I don't think both of them will be, but I, I think one will for sure. So. so there actually is a third and final one on December the 13th. So that will be the last one of 2023. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean I, people are losing interest i i really think it, it's one of those you know it was kind of exciting to follow not exciting but you know there was a lot of curiosity behind it and and now people are just like i don't even care it doesn't really yeah it hasn't affected the markets too badly um other than just kind of staying stagnant as far as i can see that's really it. That's what I was going to say is you're starting to see a lot of remarks from people on Twitter, X, whatever, from all over the cryptoverse of, you know, this becoming the longest bear market ever now at 400 and I forget how many days. Yeah. Um, and yeah. again, it's all how you define that, you know, the time horizons are how you define what a bear market or a bull market is or whatever. But that may be it. Maybe that's just what it is, is the actual we've talked before about time capitulation and how much that can affect people. Uh, differently than just, you know, this price capitulation, obviously, like, oh, my God, my bags are down 90%. What do I do? But then there's also just like, can we get this? Like, what are we doing here? And then, yeah. you know, right now, what are we seeing? And I'm not criticizing anybody that plays in either one of these pools. We talked about this at length last week, but you're seeing the pumpage of things in the Pulse Chain ecosystem like PDI or some of the other meme tokens that I'm admittedly not even that educated on. or And, and that's not even different from, you know, the larger crypto space. You look at something like Pepe months ago compared to the rest of the market. It's very easy for a wandering eye who's just sick yeah. of waiting on their blue chip assets sure. um, to wait. Now, yeah. we're, we're fine with that, but for the some, might be somebody's first go around or something like that, you get that shiny new toy syndrome and you make it what could be a colossal mistake, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the shiny object syndrome during a bear market is pretty um, 
it is pretty hard for a lot of people. Like you said, if you haven't been around before and this is your first one, you see these things kind of pumping and you're like, oh, maybe I should get some. And then you get some and then it drops. And, you know, it's just it, that cycle. If you're not in there from the beginning on some of these things, um, it's usually not going to fare well for you. You know, you know, there are some things that are, are doing cool. You know, some of the community likes to talk about some of the other things and, you know, so be it. I just, I hate bringing it up because of the timing. You know what I mean? It, it's rare for us to, to find one of those like little gems at the very beginning um, right. without knowing a whole lot about it because we don't like to talk too much about, you know, new things until they're somewhat proven. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it, it's hard to, to push some of those things and, yeah, for people in the first cycle, it, it, it's difficult and they do get bored and they don't understand, you know, back to the theory of, of, of stake your hex, make your, your DCAing every single day, if that's what you're doing. Um, and it's not costing you anything. So, you know, that's why I just, I try to, to stay with the, you know, the foundation of, of the tokens and, you know, sometimes throw a little bit here and there, but you know, I don't like to talk about it. If you find something and, and it, it catches your fancy, you know, I wouldn't make a, a huge move. Uh, definitely don't sell something for that. Throw a couple bucks into it if you want. Um, but it could end up biting you in the ass down the road when you sell something that ends up doing a thousand X and that token that you got into, you know, basically gets rug pulled or loses interest because when the green candles start, uh, on on the major ecosystem, all these other little tokens are, are probably going to get left behind or or not supported as well because, you know, the action goes to where the excitement really goes. It will be interesting to see. Yeah, specifically, I mean, it, you know, we, we will see this in the regular crypto market, but also, yeah, within the Pulse Chain ecosystem, what will happen with some of those tokens when eventually the core tokens like Pulse Chain, Pulse X, and the Hexes um, really get their shit together and start pumping. So that'll definitely be interesting to see. But yeah, time time is uh, something that's hurting people right now, but you just got to hang out. And that, that does bring me to this question because, okay, we're seeing, at first it was just like, I, I'm, I was going to say the term moon boys. I don't mean like, you know, Hex is going to hit $20 this cycle. I mean, moon boys, like literal lunar stuff, uh, like you were mentioning a moment ago, Ewok. So yeah. we're, we're hearing the moon boys. We're hearing um, the uh, whatever. Look, I don't understand it all. I, it's not something that I'm invested in, but the Jewish holiday stuff and everything and how it's going to line up. Everybody, and everywhere from that to like altcoin daily now tweeting stuff about like, hey, September is going to be bad because it always has been. I always think in a contrarian mindset when with anything it goes back to the I think gamble sports betting in me back in the day too, but um, if everybody is leaning on September being just this blood month, it, it's you know making me feel like it you know, is it really going to be that likely if every single person is expecting it? So I yeah. want to get your take on this. I mean, we did just see that pump up, which was definitely like a news thing, you know, what yeah. just happened, and I'm willing to admit that. I'm not saying that we're going to see this sustained pump necessarily. But I'm just less willing to believe that September is going to be terrible because, well, everybody seems to believe that. So what do you think? And that leads us to, I didn't even mention the pool, but I just put a pool question in the chat tonight. Will we see new Pulse Chain lows in September? So far, it's almost even. Um, 
Uh, wow, actually, the majority are saying yes uh, to my point. 55% are saying yes, 45% no. Um, so what do you think, Ewok? Not just about Paul's chain. We'll talk about that. But, I mean, what do you think about the probability of having a bad September when I think it's been what? Uh, if the stat I saw is correct, like six or seven years in a row, um, it's been a red month for BTC uh, in September. So what do you think? I honestly think sellers are starting to get exhausted. Um, it, it's the sentiment that I'm kind of starting to see. I, I don't think September is going to be a blood month. I think it's going to be another boring month. You know, a lot of times we say, you know, March and April are, are usually kind of bearish as well. Um, and, and that usually goes back to tax time. People are selling some profits to pay their bills or do whatever. Um, and tra traditionally, September has has been a, a rough kind of month. Uh, not always the greatest, but I'm starting to see exhaustion. I, I, I you know, I don't know if we're there quite yet, but it, it is kind of bullish, <laughs> you, you know, from 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 what I'm I'm gathering. But you know. I don't know if I kind of, I voted on it too. I don't think we see another low. I think we could, like I said, double tap, triple tap um, that low that we already have. I don't know that it goes much further, um, you know, but that's just my opinion. Total speculation at this point. Well, well, there we go. We got uh, chaos theory in the chat. Johnny <clears throat> chaos chiming in to say that uh, September is going to be a green candle. I mean, I tend to agree with them. I mean, there's just so many people expecting the the opposite of that, that uh, we usually don't get what we want um, when everybody is thinking the same thing. So that's as far as my logic goes. I'm not going to act like I have any kind of uh, answer here or anything. But hey, the, the thing is, though, I mean, regardless nice. of that. Yeah, it's that a would fun, be nice. Yeah. You're right. And it's a fun little side bet to make or whatever, but you want to be prepared for both scenarios. You know, if we would get a, a modest dip, a major dip, a pump, whatever it may be, just make sure that you're going to feel comfortable no matter what happens. You know, I mean, yeah. you, look, look, a lot of us don't have any money left. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of us are in the market. Uh, there's been dip at the the dip of the dip of the dip. Um, and that's just where we're at right now. And it's just kind of like waiting on your monthly income or whatever at this point to DCA if you if you can. So um yeah. keep your head on a swivel. I mean, that that's really what it is. Yeah, I tend to think that we'll probably I would like to see Pulse Chain kind of get up and it, it was kind of frozen to that um 50% below the sack right there for a couple of weeks. It'd be nice to see us kind of return up to there. I'd like to see some more relative strength with Pulse X. I don't know if we're going to get that in the near future as it's just gotten weaker. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to think that uh, the crowd will be wrong in September. So any other thoughts I hope on so. that? Evil? No, I hope so. I hope, I hope you're right. I, you know, it is fun to play the contrarian, but you know, you have to be realistic too. Like you said, you know, just have some money set aside. If you if you are DCAing this time, you know, have some money ready to go and and make a move that you're comfortable with. It goes down, great. If it starts to take off, you might want to jump in. Just don't do it all at once because it could always pull back. You know, I don't know if you guys remember the original run up that Hex had. It dipped 50, 60, 70, 80 percent about eight or nine times on the way up. Yeah. So yeah. there are always pullbacks. They're always, you know, they 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 tend to fake people out. Um, but you know, just be ready for it and 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 make moves accordingly.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if you guys are here and enjoying the stream so far tonight, hit the like. We very much appreciate it. We're talking about, uh, we're going to get back into the SEC stuff in a moment. Just a reminder that tonight's show is brought to you by Pulse Tube. Uh, and the nice folks over there that host all of the different hex channels and pulse chain channels, a great service to all of us for <laughs> sure. So thank you for that. Um, all right. So let's get back into the SEC thing and how it's going to relate to Richard Hart. So the SEC taking a couple on the chin, uh, XRP, now the grayscale thing. Um, these judges seem to be seeing that a lot of the stuff that the SEC is deciding on is just kind of arbitrary. Where, where's their head at with anything? They, they don't really... You know, I, I did, I'm not as familiar, obviously, with the complaints that were filed from the SEC to these other two scenarios as I am the Richard Hart one. But if it was written, you know, as infantile and kind of related to information that a whistleblower gave them that, you know, is falsifying statements, then no wonder they lost. But so let's get to the facts. That is that the first hearing is on November the 28th with the SEC and Richard Hart. Now, this is going to be a phone meeting, 10 a.m. that day, a phone conference for counsel. Everybody that's talking about like, oh, yeah, I hope Richard Hart goes in there and does this. And I hope, well, there's nowhere to actually go in. It's on the phone. And I, I don't really think Richard Hart's going to be there. I think it would be his counsel that would be there as long as well as the counsel for the SEC, who I believe we've already heard from in this statement. Um, it's likely a chance for the judge, which th there's actually two judges here. So there's the, the and one of them is is an old person. We know that, um, but she has basically ruled not so favorably in terms of crypto in the past. The other one is Magistrate Judge Peggy Quell. Um, she's actually going to be hearing this phone conference. So we'll see what she has to say. She'll be the main one hearing the um, the phone conference. So um, I, what this is going to be, I think, because of all of the claims coming from the SEC in this case, that are just kind of thrown up against the wall is a chance for the judge to have an understanding like, all right, what are we dealing with here? Like, tell me what all this garbage is about. What are you guys alleging? Do you even, you know, get maybe get a feel of what the evidence could bring out and then get a feel for what Richard Hart's counsel um, will really be looking to do in response to this, to just kind of take the temperature of the whole thing. I don't know how much we're going to actually get out of this. I'm sure there will be fun stuff and news to talk about. Um, I don't think this is like going to, uh, you know, we're going to get an answer definitively to anything long term here. But I think we're probably going to get some juicy information and kind of see at least the paths that both of these sides are taking. And I imagine that the SEC's part of it is embarrassing themselves yet again. Um, but this is what I want to see. Do you think we do get some direction on where Richard Hart's side could be taking this. We already know where the SEC's at. Just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks, basically. Right. Um, do you think maybe we see the SEC bending a little bit? Could we hear anything about, like, settlement versus how long this could be, you know, fought out? What What do you think we're going to get from this November the 28th uh, phone conference? I, I think we'll get a, a really good temperature of, of what's going to happen. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Richard does show up maybe he doesn't say anything maybe he's not participating but um I, I could totally see him being present for the call or on the call um I, my thought first at first was this is going to be an open call they gave the number they gave the the passcode um I, I just wonder if it will be public enough to where uh the speakers may have a extra um access code or, or something like that. Uh, you know, a lot of times these conference call lines 
uh, are like that, where they give the speakers a, a different code and the public can can listen in. So mm -hmm. um, I, I do know they're offering transcripts, and I would be willing to bet that the transcript will be one of the most requested ones um, so far that they have seen. Should be uh, kind of interesting, but yeah, I, I think we'll we'll get a good reading uh, on on the you know the temperature of of what the judges are are thinking, what our Hex's defense, uh, Richard's defense strategy may look like, um, or maybe they don't reveal anything. Maybe they get the, the temperature and and their reading and see where they want to take it from there. Um, it could really play out either way, you know, whether they, they come in there hot and heavy and say, this is what we're going for, um, or they sit back and let, let the, you, you know, the, the, uh, the, the plaintiffs kind of see where they're headed, you know, with the, with the yeah. original thing being so poorly written, um, I would almost hope that they kind of take a step back and and see which way and which direction they're headed um and, and then play it from there so yeah it, it's going to be interesting it's definitely going to be a um a good one to to kind of look into to see which direction they go with it i think i think most importantly it, yeah i really want to see what richard's side is going to do because um Again, we know the SEC's story. Like, we know that it's like, hey, we think this, we think that. We don't really know anything about it. This is just what somebody told us. And we don't have any, even though the burden is on us to prove it, we don't really have any way of doing that or anything. But uh, this is what we're going to do. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to see, like, we'll probably kind of find out, like, how serious will Richard's side be about fighting this? Um, you know, reading through his tweets. Um, or, you know, regardless of whether he wrote them or if it's AI, and I'm not trying to crypto seven you here or anything, Richard, but, um, you know, we, we, we just want to get an idea of where it is he's going. And that's what I think is, is going to be interesting. Like how hard is he actually going after this thing? So, um, it, it it's going to be interesting. I don't know. Um, yeah. That's November the 28th, 10 a.m. So, yeah, and, and yeah, to your thing about the transcript, yeah. I, I even said to you, too, somehow, whether you're allowed to or not, I'm sure some hexagon will obtain a recording of this thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somehow we'll actually get that information quickly after it. But I just, that's what I want to see. I think we will definitively know after, at the very least, what direction Richard is taking this. And I think that is going to be very interesting to see. Um yeah. And I just want to see where we're headed. And then, of course, we'll get another date after that. These things traditionally, I heard some people speculating like, oh, wow, this is moving along, along really quickly. I mean, from the time the lawsuit was filed, what, July 31st is the actual filing, um, about three months to a court date. I mean, that's I mean, it is New York, but I mean, like that that's yeah. relatively typical, I think, in most markets. So, um, yeah, I mean, who, we may not have anything until february march after that so i know nobody wants to have this long and drawn out but this is the courts it's going to there's no other style they don't know any other way yeah to play well, so maybe <clears throat> maybe trevon will record it and put it on his private youtube or something like that that would be perfect exactly yeah, yeah. which we're going to get to him in a moment too yeah we need trevon to record it um yeah, I think that would be perfect, actually. So, um, <laughs> I, are there any thoughts in the chat? I want to see like what anybody is thinking about uh, um, anything about this, or see what direction he might go. I want to see if there's any interesting comments. Well, uh, Johnny Clifton, said, "Well, go Clifton ahead." Clifton wants to settle. Sorry, 
Clifton says, looks, look, settling the matter could be in the cards. Um, I, I think so too, but at the same time, I think we all know Richard's personality. Um, and I really think he wants to take it to him. I think he wants uh, clarity. I think he wants a ruling in, in his favor. Um, and I, you know, he's in it for the glory. Don't forget. <laughs> I, I, I don't think settling um, would give him that kind of um, feel-good story. I, I just don't see that. So um, the more I think about it, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think settling is uh, anything that he, I mean, he's thinking about it, obviously, but I, I hope we don't. I really, I, I would like to see a settlement. And a ruling. Yeah, I, I, I want this resolved. You, you, well, I just want to resolve. I want resolution. Possible. Yes, I want yeah, resolution. Right. I want an answer. Right. I want you know, and that way we can move on from this. And you know, the haters can can then go to hell. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I heard. I think it was maybe somebody on the. There was a great, great stream. Shout out to Cabana Crypto. Um, at Walrus, I think, was on there, and I'm yeah. sorry, I'm forgetting who who else was, but uh, it was sometime last week, and they were talking about this whole thing. And uh, oh, I think it was Big internet. Yes, exactly, internet money. Um, right or no, no, oh, no. That, oh, KG. Well, KG is I, internet money, and I think B. Krakowski was on there too. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right, but um, <clears throat> no, I forget, I forget where I was going with that. But uh, either way, sorry. Well, the, the whole settlement thing, like, yeah, we want a resolution sooner rather than later. And, uh, you know, somebody pointed out on there is like, hey, this is just kind of the cost of doing business. And sometimes that is true. You know, one of the things that happens to you when you make the kind of money that Richard Hart has over your life is you're going to have to pay off the haters. You know, it's just kind of a part of doing business. And is it unfair? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, um, if he can keep like, OK, for example, this is something that I think they brought up on that stream too. this bullshit. <clears throat> and I keep forgetting that this is even in there. One of the things that the SEC is asking for is you must step away from crypto, not talk about it or be involved in it uh, ever again. What is that? Okay, like what? That's one of those things where it's like, what are you guys doing? What's the intent here? You want money. Right. Like we know you want money. You even put an exact number out there that you're looking for. And now you're saying that the guy has to, you can't talk about it. You can't work in it. You can't do anything about it. What are you talking about? You know, right. what do you make about that? Cause that, that seems like the, the salt in the wound one. Like what are, what are we doing here? Well, again, I hate to bring up his, his name again, but you know, with Trevon, they kind of, I thought they had done that the first time that Trevon went uh, in front of them with the big connect thing. And said, mm. you know, you're you're going to settle here, and you're not going to talk about this stuff anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, he proceeded to, and I again, I don't know if he kind of just said that, if they really said that, and he didn't care. Um, and you know, now he in his last little stint, which we might as well talk about. You, you know, he we will, he, yeah. He, he claimed it, the same thing. You, you know, so. I, yeah. I don't think they can do that. I don't think they say, well, you're not allowed to talk about this anymore. You, you know, you may be able to say, well, you can't talk about your prices or anything like that. Which um, he's hesitant already of. He I mean, is, he's already yeah, hesitant he, of. Yeah, he, he's been very, very careful um, mm -hmm. uh, in the, you know, in the past to, to give any kind of forward-looking price predictions. Um so, you know, does that 
prohibit him from streaming and and being part of his community i don't think so i i, I don't think you can I don't think you can do that. They're, you're not doing anything wrong. It's freedom of speech. You know, it goes back to those type of things where you can't stop somebody from making a video and, and talking about the things that you enjoy. You really can't. So, And I think that was probably Travon's MO by continuing to talk about this stuff. You know, like, and, and you know, if you look at like Richard's recent tweets and stuff like that, what, what, what are you, you know, what, what is there to attack about that stuff? You know, um, I wanted to say something that Johnny brought up in the chat a bit ago here, and we talked about this earlier, but about the judges getting fed up with the SEC making stuff up with these, you know, not not just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks, but also just with this thing we just saw with grayscale, like clearly, you know, rules for thee and not for me and all these things. Um, I wonder how much, even if it's if different judges, obviously different jurisdictions, these people, these judges are still human beings, even though we like to think that people in politics uh, or lawyers are not human, uh, <laughs> but they are. And they may be seeing what is happening. Um, I'm sure they're seeing what's happening with this other stuff. And I would think, even if it's not supposed to, that it could maybe influence their thoughts a little bit. Um, or at the very least, you know, when you see that the, the the hasty way the SEC puts this complaint together with some of these erroneous, literally false statements within the claim, it's like, here you are, the plaintiff, bringing this to me, wasting my time potentially, and this is like drivel. Like what, what you've given me here, it's like the dog ate my homework kind of a thing. Yep. Um, so do you think that carries over? I mean, like, do you think these judges are seeing that? I mean, look, the SEC taking these huge losses in the crypto world, it's gaining steam. Everybody's talking about it. All of crypto Twitter from Altcoin Daily down to Hexologist are yeah. shitting on the SEC pretty much equally right now. So, um, yeah, what do you think? I mean, like, do you think they'll have influence on these judges? So it it <clears throat> it scares me a little bit. Excuse me, hang on. <clears throat> it scares me because we all know how corrupt um, some officials can be, um, how they can be bought, and at that point. You know, I just worry that someone doesn't step in and say, listen, you got to make an example out of somebody because we're looking like shit here. Um, and I hope that doesn't play on our case. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hope that's not the one. So that that is one of the things that that does concern me um, to they start taking all these L's and, and they start paying people off and say, listen, we need a win. And this could be a big one. Um <laughs> That's my only fear. Uh, other than that, I, you know, I, I think, I think he'll be very prepared. I think his lawyers will be very prepared. Um, and Johnny brings up a good point here too, uh, that the one time that Richard did settle was over five hundred dollars because he didn't want to travel to Washington State, um, and and they're still saying it's proof of him being a scammer. So, uh, you know, I I do agree with this. I think that he did that once. And um, I, I've thought about that, too. Another reason why, I, you know, I don't think he'll settle this time. I think he wants to win uh, on top of the glory, on top of everything else. Uh, but again, my fear is that, you know, somebody doesn't step in with some big, big pockets and, um, you know, have somebody say, you know, this one needs to kind of go in our favor. Because we all know yeah. things are crooked. Things are corrupt as much as we 
you know, like to think everyone's fair about it and, you know, try to respect the judicial system for what it is. Um, you know, it may be the case where a jury would be a good thing, you know, rather than putting it in the case or in the hands of just one person. So I hear thoughts. that. I, um, I, I tend to agree with what Mr. Chank said here a few minutes ago. Um, he said, I believe RH will do what's in the best interest of his alter ego, um, meaning uh, these entities that are also being sued and called his alter ego in the complaint. Uh, even if it means settling, he knows a long drawn out case will drastically hurt the price. He'll do what's best for the price IMO. I, I, at the end of the day, I agree with that. And I, I do understand um, that, hey, Richard's a fighter and he's not going to you know, do this or that. And I understand that. I, I do get that. But I think that um, as, as, as big as his ego is, he honestly, and this is a compliment, obviously, I think he cares more about people that believe in him and, and believe in the products that he's, you know, yeah, been a, had a part in. So yeah. um, I, I support I, either way, whatever happens, right. you know, it's, it's obviously his decision to make. So you know, I think all we're doing is speculating at this point, which way it'll play out. But again, it's ultimately him and the lawyers to decide on what's best for everything. So what I want to ask is like, and I know you haven't either Ewok, but like there are zero vocal visible victims of hex pulse chain like we don't we literally only know and we're not going to put his name on blast or anything like that um you know the name of one of the uh, maybe the the sole person who uh made a complaint to the sec um solely out of not taking personal responsibility and making a dumb financial decision trading wise and then blaming others in this right. case richard hart um so, you know, these complaints that are received by the SEC for their bounty program are simply people who, again, made these bad decisions by the top, sell the bottom. Um, you know, th th these are mistakes that could you could make with Bitcoin. Hell, I mean, Microsoft or trading, a, or, yeah, trading a stock or something like that. It comes down to personal accountability. Um, you mentioned the other day talking about the SEC and this issue with uh, impact theory, the NFT um thing what, what what did you want to say on that because that that was important and uh we can relate to that a little bit well i think they dismissed that one pretty quickly as well i think it was another uh, another win i i don't know how far it went um but it, again it was just another incident of them overreaching <laughs> yeah. um and it, i heard it was brought up and and dropped pretty quickly uh i could be wrong on that one but um, it kind of came and went it, overnight, I felt like. So I don't know how how that one played out because it's not really being talked about anymore. Um, but again, for NFTs, you know, it, it's... it's uh, there's so much overreach here, you know, as much as I'm not a fan of NFTs, but, you know, the growth of what NFTs have become and, and will become in the future... You know, mm -hmm. it, again, I I'm glad this one hopefully got thrown out. If if what I read was correct, you know, it was brought up and released as as quick as it came into play. So um, that's really all I know about it. You know, we heard about it one day, and then someone said, "Well, that that's been dropped." So that's yeah. that's a good thing. Another yeah, another win. 
Yeah, yeah, and they're just they're just kind of stacking up at this point. So yeah, hopefully these judges and the people that matter do see what the SEC is doing. They continue to overreach, um, you know, and, and fight back here and fight for the the little guy, basically. So um, yep. if you guys are here and enjoying the stream, smash the like. We appreciate it. We do this stream every single Wednesday night, eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Creative Crypto on Broadway Crypto. That is Crypto Ewok. Keep the comments and questions coming. We appreciate you guys in the chat. You know, this brings yeah, go up. Ahead. A good point Andrew just made. Um, mm -hmm. All the SEC stuff is really coming from JP Morgan and the other big banks being pissed about um, others wanting to play in their sandbox. Could also be a good reason why this bear market has been so drawn out. Um, I feel like a lot of those guys are are still even entering uh, very slowly. Uh, but some of these bigger players, I have a feeling, are entering the markets as well. Um, and that's why it's been so delayed. It's, it, we're having trouble washing out people, uh, because it's kind of just been stagnant, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of these big players are, are coming in now at these levels. Uh, so kind of keep an eye on that and watch what they do, not really what they say. So just, yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Look at the actions, not necessarily the words for sure. Yep. I think yep. that's hugely indicative. Yeah. Good call. Um, finishing off on anything to do with the SEC. So we got to talk about the Travon thing a little bit more in detail <laughs> for a moment here. So okay. first came out. So I guess he was in Twitter jail or something. I don't know. I, I don't know if he, had, if he, I think he was off YouTube maybe for a little bit too. And, you know, Travon, you know, first off, been in crypto a very long time. There, there's obviously the drama that happened with BitConnect, which you talked about a little bit earlier. Um, highly controversial guy, liked by some, not liked by others. You know, I don't think you or I really come out strongly here nor there. Um, but he was just taken in by local authorities. And uh, I guess uh, I'm not really doxing him. I think he kind of has already done that himself, but in South Carolina. Um, and at first, so there was this whole thing going around that it was because of him, <laughs> the joke you made earlier. So mm. um, filming the highest of stakes and putting it up in his whatever private group or something. Hey, it looked to me like there was a screenshot of Travon himself actually saying that, but then deleted it. So no idea of the validity of that. Really don't care about that at all. Um, but then to Travon's credit, he came on, talked about what really occurred. Um, basically that he got a subpoena um, to appear um, to give, I guess, like a deposition essentially on this issue and the SEC going after Richard Hart. And basically grill him on questions they've already grilled him about in the past. Um, he's been vocal about this in the past whenever it's happened. Um, asking him about, you know, Paul's chain, Hex, whether he's been paid to talk about it. Um, you know, maybe the sacrifice phase. I don't I don't even remember what else. Um, and I think Travon's main beef was at the beginning of that whole thing. It says that he was invited to said event, which, yeah, terrible terminology. I'm not really sure who it helps out. Um, by the entity saying that they're inviting you to something when you're being subpoenaed. Um, yeah. Regardless, probably should have read the whole thing and, and actually saw what was on the back anyway. So I guess when he didn't respond to it, he was taken in, was in jail for a couple of days, apparently. Um, so yeah, they're basically c continuing to try to get dirt on Richard Hart. That is not true. Travon told them the same thing that he said a million other times. Um, what, what do you make of it? And you know, I, 
it, it, it's complicated. I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, what I think or what any individual thinks. But like, I I empathize a lot with Trevon. Like, he was actually getting almost emotional. I think when he was talking about this on stream the other day when I was watching him. But at the same time, I, I feel like he does kind of put himself out there uh, more than most, if you know sure. what I mean. Yeah. I'm not saying that that makes him a criminal. It doesn't in in that sense, but. Um, it's, he's just more visible is all I'm saying. That's all. Um, but regardless, I mean, it, it, it's nice that he obviously went in, told him the truth, told everybody the truth, told him what he knows and everything. Um, but I get it. He feels like, how can I ever talk about this stuff again? Because they've got, you know, talk about choke point. I mean, they, they basically, he's, he's the guy they're just going to keep bringing in. So yeah. What were your thoughts on this whole situation? So just knowing Trevon's history, again, he had been brought in before, um, he knows well enough or should know well enough um, to, to read that over and know that they probably wouldn't serve him with paperwork that was an invitation. Um, that's my first thought. He should have at least, if he wasn't sure, had somebody look over it or even read through it all uh, because I'm sure it said something later on in the paperwork that you know he was due to appear. It wasn't an invitation. It wasn't a, an optional type thing. <clears throat> and yeah, that's why he got picked up. You're right. He is vocal. He 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 puts himself out there. Um, but again, he should have had the wherewithal to to know uh, to read it or have somebody else read it. I'm I'm sure he's got a lawyer or somebody that he could have taken it to and said, yeah. "Hey, what do I got to do?" You know, he he's he's not dumb. You know, he may play stupid sometimes, uh, but he's not dumb. And, you know, I, I, I do sometimes feel bad. But, again, you kind of have to understand that a lot of people kind of bring things on themselves. Um, mm. Was he treated fairly by a lot of people? And people still call him a scammer from the BitConnect days? Yeah. He made a lot of money from a lot of people who lost a lot of money. Um, you know, he got a new house, he got a new car. He, he, he definitely profited in that deal. Um, so he also took a lot of profits. So, you, you know, it goes both ways. I, I do kind of feel bad for him, but again, mm. I, I think he's smart enough and been around long enough to know that, you know, he needed to look into that and, <laughs> You don't just take something when someone comes to your door and hands you a piece of paper, you're being served. You know, you should probably read it um, and, and show up. Now, you know, it was good that he talked, he told the truth, whatever. Um, you know, we'll say it again. We're not being paid to talk about the things we like. Being paid by YouTube. That's, nor, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we get a, a check from youtube every every month um but you know as with any of the the people that are in this community nobody's received money you, you know to the best of my knowledge nobody's been paid anything so you know hexologist had to had to buy the man lunch he wouldn't even splurge on a lunch with him <laughs> when he met with richard so you know anyway i i digress i'm getting off the the subject but yeah i I do feel I, I do feel for him um, again uh, some of the things he's brought on himself and uh, but 
you know, where do you where do you go from there, right? I mean, someone I've heard he's he's kind of gone dark and not talked. I don't know if he's made any videos since then. Uh, I forget who it was in the. Oh, Andrew said it. He's you know he said he's out. He's going dark, and I don't know if he's made any videos since the other day when he uh, made that one or not. I, I just I, I haven't seen anything. I don't really follow a whole lot. I see some of the stuff. He is a presence on Twitter. He, you know, he's on YouTube and it comes up in the algorithm often enough, but yeah, I mean, again, he, he should have read it. He should have had somebody else read it. Definitely. And, you know, anytime you get served with a paper, you know, if you're not sure exactly what it says, you should always have somebody look over it, you know, and that is advice. You know, if you, if you don't understand it, find someone who does. Because, yeah, you know, one of the last thing you want to do is have them come knocking on your door because you didn't show up somewhere and get arrested on a Friday. And guess what? You're not getting out till Monday. Usually uh, they don't, you know, make it a habit of letting people out of jail for, for failure to, you know, failure to to show up at, at some sort of hearing that you were supposed to be at um, until they're back in the office on Monday. You'll stick. So you'll stay there all right. weekend. So. Yeah. And to your point earlier, I mean, like, I, I would think that he has an attorney of some sort. I mean, if he doesn't by now, he absolutely should, because they're clearly yeah. fucking with him, you know, they, yeah. and that I do feel for him on that front that they're continuously sure. going after him. So, you, I mean, he has to have some kind of representation and it's I'm sure he can afford it. So why not? Yeah. Um, Real quick on this point, um, I don't think there's any chance of this, but uh, that Pulse play in the chat says, thoughts on if RH ghosts this meeting, no shows with no counsel. I think there's no chance of that. I mean, that would be not smart. Um, I don't think I, I, I um, it was two comments ago, uh, that Pulse play. Um, oh. I, I, I don't see that happening. Um, I, now, again, I don't. I personally don't even really think Richard Hart will be in attendance uh, on the teleconference or whatever it is. Um, but I, I think his counsel will be there. And I think that they'll want to get a stern message across to the SEC and to the judge to show how serious they are. And I think they want to embarrass the SEC, frankly. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that yeah. comment goes back to, you, you know, when you look at Richard's uh, profile on Twitter, Richard doesn't read mm -hmm. anything kind of that, that comment. Um, I, I do think that you know he has probably gotten his paperwork or whatever it may be um yeah. I, I think that's a yeah i, I don't see that happening it, richard may not be there like i said i think he dials in i think he listens i i he's maybe the maybe listens of, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah or or he's with his his uh attorneys while they're on maybe speakerphone or whatever it may be but yeah i i think he'll be a part of it you just may not know he's there yeah yeah, I could see that as well. Um, let's talk about this Pulse X thing real quick. Uh, enough of the SEC. We'll get it. Well, that'll be yeah. an ongoing thing. We'll talk about sure. Gary Gensler um, for a long time here in the coming months, I'm sure. Um, but Pulse X. Um, so th this was some drama this week. So the buy and burn, there was kind of a panic by some that it was paused. Uh, Dip Catcher made a couple of terrific threads on this uh, and went through in the comments and was responding to people. I found those both really, really helpful to see what was going on. Um, at first, it looked like uh, his hypothesis was it looked like there is an incoming update to Pulse X on the test net. 
that was creating this issue and that that update was coming soon. Um, then though, um, I, I'm not going to pretend I totally understood the other post, but basically it looked like there was some sort of, I don't want to call it an exploit. I, I'll have to just put the dip catcher thread in the chat for everybody to yeah. check this out. The thing is though, um, as good as his deep dives were and will continue to be, it's kind of moot now because uh, the big man tweeted earlier today, Richard Hart tweeted about this issue actually, which I think was really good. Like yeah. we talked about earlier to um, let everybody know what may have been going on. So here was the post about what uh, the pulse X buy and burn from Richard. Um, why is pulse chain so much better than, than any other layer two scaling solution? Lots of reasons. For instance, what just happened with Starknet? Apparently everyone that didn't upgrade to a new wallet on time lost all their coins. The Pulse Chain network is battle hardened and truly decentralized and amazingly efficient. Transactions are about 1,500 times more affordable than Ethereum currently and 1,000 times more affordable than Bitcoin. Finally, at the end, he says PulseX has a new buy and burn contract on Testnet, appears to solve some nested LP things. So, to Dipcatcher's first hypothesis, yes, there is an update on Testnet. It's a new buy and burn contract coming. So, I don't think that we've lost out on any kind of significant buy and burn for a couple of days or anything like that. It just looks like there's a new contract coming for it. What do you make of this Ewok now that we at least know what the answer is? And some people were upset about this because they were, you know, they were saying, well, th this proves that it has admin keys. And what's the point of no admin keys? And I think what it is, is the buy and burn contract and what it is set to is different from admin keys for the whole blockchain, you know, right. it's not necessarily the same thing. So what do you make of this whole ordeal and um, Richard's tweet today? So to address the, that last thing you said, um, any kind of L1 has to have admin key access uh, so that upgrades can be made so that if there are problems, they can be fixed. Um, so, you know, when, when we talk about, um admin key free um consensus locked contracts like that um you can't really do that with a layer one otherwise it's just you deploy it and there's never any upgrades that can be done um now the buy and burn is part of the pulse x um i guess they called it like a toolbox or something like that mm -hmm. that is how they can add liquidity incentive uh incentive uh, for the farms and, and things like that um and the buy and burn was part of that access so uh what was happening was that there was somebody i mean there's some freaking smart people out there uh who wrote a smart contract and a bot to run it uh that was continuously spoofing the right. liquidity provider tokens uh, so that it made it look like it was a um, a buy and burn, uh, but instead of sending it to the the pulse buy and burn contract, it was sending it to a random wallet. Um, now they got away with about one point seven billion tokens, uh, from what I saw, <clears throat> and just to be uh, open with that, it's about point oh one percent of of the total supply so it's not much it, it's you know there's not much there if they dumped them they might have gotten what 50 grand total um yeah. so 
they caught it after a couple days of, of noticing it. Somebody, you know, spotted it was happening, whatever. Uh, but the buy and burn was froze. So that, that means that any transaction that's happening is now being pulled. Um, so once that new contract goes live, everything that's pulled there from the time that it's down will get buy and burn. So potentially when this goes live, we could see a nice green candle, <laughs> you know, True. Yeah. Uh, might be a, a good buy in opportunity before that buy and burn gets launched. Cause I don't know how many, um, transactions are, are, you know, I don't know what's sitting there waiting to happen. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're not following Dipcatcher, you really should. Uh, he's, a, he's a great follow. Uh, he's a coder himself. They've, you know, he's part of the, the, the Maximus crew. Um, uh, so yeah, he's super intelligent. He puts out some very nice tweets with, with the very informational stuff. So yeah, if you're not following him, you, you really should. He's, he's a top notch dude. Absolutely. And you just described exactly what his follow-up tweet was about the other billion pulse and everything. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, yeah, because of the delay on the buy and burn for a couple of days, yeah, we could see something. And it also explains what I wanted to talk about now is the widening of this ratio. So Pulse X really um, has held up really well with Paul. Now, even though the price, hey, don't get me wrong, the price is shit. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to, uh, compared to USD, but the ratio to Pulse really since launch after the ratio trading period, which was a whole other story, has really remained right around that three to one-ish area, uh, Pulse to Pulse X, which is very good for Pulse X. Mm -hmm. But for the first time in a while now, we've seen that widen to about four to one. Now, I wonder that if that may narrow once we see the buy and burn correct itself here. But I guess my question for you, Ewok, is, you know, it's no secret. I mean, we all know that more people sacrificed for PulseX, way more money was sacrificed for PulseX for nothing other than the simple fact that it was months after, six, right. seven months after the right. Pulse chain sacrifice. So um, for two years here, we had so many people pumping PulseX. Here's why PulseX is going to be better than Pulse and the buy and burn and everything, which, hey, buy and burn is awesome. That's cool. And I think it'll be a great Dex and everything. But was this just a case of people pumping their own bags? And, you know, in what ecosystem does the DEX outperform the L1? You know, it's not a, a typical thing, especially for like the first cycle anyway. Right. Um, but yeah, we are seeing what I think is the natural result of more people holding Pulse X, more money being in Pulse X at first, more sacrifice funds people were waiting to hopefully get back, even though they shouldn't have been with Pulse X, <laughs> uh, that dumped it maybe right away. So, yeah. What do you make of that? Will we see this ratio widen if and when it does? Do you think it's wiser to start DCAing? You know, if you're if you're maybe you know if you're buying both these assets, Pulse and Pulse X, maybe start doing 60-40 Pulse X to Pulse or something like that. If that ratio widens, what do you think about that? What do you think about the ratio and how would you DCA in if you wanted to? I, I think the thing you have to keep an eye on is the amount of liquidity tying the two together. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I do think the buy and burn had something to do with it getting closer to four to one rather than three to one. Hmm. Um, and I'm I'm not sure. I haven't looked into how that would come into play, but I don't think the liquidity pair between the two has has changed an awful lot. So uh, it would make sense that because of that being kind of just held there and frozen, um, 
I, I think we have to kind of wait to see till that contract goes live to see if it does come back to that right around three to one ratio. If it doesn't, that means potentially that the liquidity between the two coins um, has changed. Or, <clears throat> again, people are just losing faith um, and swapping out of Pulse X into another coin, whether it be into Pulse or into Hex or Incentive or Pepe or something. You, you know what yeah. I mean? I yeah. Who knows You know what it could be? Um, I, I haven't dug into the, the trades that much. Uh, to to really get a, a good idea, and I didn't realize that it had pulled that far apart uh, until we were, you know, just talking about it. And and you said the price. I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Um, especially right now <clears throat> with the buy and burn contract not working. So I, I I could totally see that having something to do with it. And like I said, once that goes live, uh, we'll see if it kind of narrows that narrows that uh, ratio a little bit. Um, and, and we'll probably know at that point. We know it's already, I just looked at it live. It's already actually come back down a bit. It's at about 3.56 right now, which, uh, you know, isn't really that far off from where it's been. It's been basically one to three. Um, yeah. I, I think it was four to one for a period of one to four for a period of time. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, luckily it doesn't look like there's anything to be concerned about with Pulse X, but I do wonder, you know, when we do get bullish and retail really comes in here, if those ratios continue to hold up, because there really just hasn't been some ridiculous, you know, one to eight, one to 10 type scenario where it's like pulse X is what you want to be looking at buying exclusively here. It really hasn't been anywhere near that far off yet. So, um, yeah, if it's me and I, you know, if I'm, I'm DCing into it and I need both of them, I'm probably just going to split it amongst them right now. And I understand, you know, th there's probably some hate out there from some people that would, you know, more so just want to be all in pulse right now. I wouldn't argue with you on that at all. I mean, it's yeah. do whatever you want to do. I mean, like if you want to be, you know, split 33% among hex pulse pulse X, or, you know, you differentiate the two hexes and do like 25, 25, 25, 25, whatever it is you want to do, that's fine. Um, you know, different strokes for different folks, but, uh, the ratio has suffered a bit, but it's really not all that far off. So, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. Pac-Man's given a little hate here too. He's uh, throwing up Let's a lot it. of negatives tonight of what happened to Pulse X staking. I'm assuming he's talking about the single-sided staking. Um, who knows? Uh, you know, I know it wasn't very high on his priority list until a bunch of people bitched about it. Um, we right. do have staking. It's Hex. Uh, I, it, it's probably your best form of, of staking that we have. Uh, there's also the, the pH side. No, I know. There's no hating. I, I, I get you. I see that, but um, just, uh, you know, we do have staking and we have the, the pH system where I believe you can stake in those pools too and get even a better reward than I think you'll probably get with PL, PLSX. So uh, I, if you haven't checked those out, you know, I, I would look into it. They're uh, pretty high AP, APY on there. And again, you know, we've got the best staking that there is and that's HEX. So. I'm not too concerned about PLSX. I, I really don't think there's going to be any kind of extra incentive to, to not unstake. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know that the return will actually be that great once, once we do get it. So, you yeah, know, just a thought. 
I was thinking that too. I, I don't know how big the return will actually be. Um, yeah, it would be nice to have it. But I mean, I think I think it is good that, you know, while the market is dead right now and like like sentiment is just going to be sentiment right now, especially with the SEC thing happening. Yeah. I yep. don't think the introduction of single-sided staking right now, and I, I get it if you thought it was going to be there and it's not and you're upset about that, whatever. But I think as far as narrative, I think that would be, basically like a fart in the wind honestly right now i mean like if it was introduced there'd be like a 48 hour oh cool cool whatever you know it's like okay november 28th the sec uh conference so yeah you know um in terms of narrative that's all i'm saying i know you may not right. care about that and i do understand it you know we are smarter than just you know understanding narratives and prices and stuff we know that you know the better the more things happening on the blockchain the more tech that's happening the more exciting it's going to be in the bull run so I understand that, but I do think him spacing out updates like that as we do get gradually into more bullish times um, will, will be good. I mean, I do yep. think that would be I a agree. good thing. It's just like time, you know, it's just like um, wanting a product to come out in a bear market and not a bull yep. market, you know, not not much different than that. So, can I touch on Expedition too? He's been commenting mm -hmm. all night about his wallet asking uh, MetaMask. He's talking about internet money, I saw. Well, yeah, he started with the Meta, are, are you guys sticking with MetaMask? And, and um, you know, there's a couple options out there. MetaMask works fine for me. I, um, I'm not sure why you're having issues with it, uh, other than. You know, there are some people that are afraid of the privacy issue with MetaMask that has been going on for some time. Um, internet money has worked great for, for a lot of people as well. If you're having problems with it, um, I would contact those guys. They're very vocal. Uh, they're on Twitter. Uh, KG um, is his name. Hit them up on Twitter and and you know let them know you're having issues. They're they're there. They're part of the community, uh, and I'm sure they would like to know if you're if you're having problems with it. Uh, there's Orox Wallet. There's uh, there's a few different things out there um, that that are working good for a lot of people. And and like I said, you know if you're having problems with it, I, I would contact those guys. So just wanted to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of tutorials for internet money. And I told him I have not myself, um, dived into it yet. Uh, but the more and more users it gets, and I think, uh, KG is awesome. Uh, mm -hmm. the creator of internet money. I mean, any stream I've seen with him, he's just an exemplary guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I think, I think, uh, Hexpedition's main gripe with MetaMask was just the stuff you said, Ewok. I don't think it was any other real technical thing or anything like that, but, well, uh, he, he's saying it doesn't connect to V2 and most RH. Well, I, I disagree with uh, that. The, they made it specifically to connect with pulse chain and, and the RH ecosystem. So well, again, he's having if you're, he's if you're having, having, yeah, if you're having issues, I would definitely reach out to him. Yeah. Um, real quick, let's touch on a positive here. So Fiat finally launching the fork of Aave. I shouldn't say finally. I mean, I'm glad that it's here. Um, but the fork of Aave is finally launched. So again, a great video from Crypto Coffee the other day. Hey, if you ever wanted to short Hex, Bob Lucas, uh, Peter Brandt, whoever else, here is your opportunity to do it on Fiat, on Pulse Chain. Um Hey, no real way to look at this other than this is like another insanely bullish thing happening in the midst of this SEC news. People are still building on this chain right now, making things that they promised to make. It's it's here. It's launched. People are using it right now. 
Um, I think it's fantastic. I, I obviously am yep. not a fan of trading with leverage or anything like that, but hey, there's a lot of different things you can do on there. I just think it's great that it's live. I love people coming through on, um, you know, what they promise. The team is awesome. And it's just good to see these products stepping up and get something out there a mere yeah. <clears throat> over 90 days, you know, 100 days, three months or so since this Agreed. thing launched. So kudos to them for yep. sure. Yeah. So with the Ave thing, it's it's not like your traditional BitMEX uh, leverage shorting. Uh, what you're doing essentially is borrowing against your tokens um, in hopes to buy them back if it drops. Um, it, it It's not, you know, like I said, it's not your typical short sell, um, but right. it is a, a leveraged buy type situation. So, yeah, all the haters, go for it. <laughs> Please you know? do. Yeah. 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 Short hex, short whatever you want to um, in the ecosystem. But yeah, just awesome that people are building stuff out here right now. And we're, we're only going to see more to come. We've got liquid loans, obviously, we talked about on the way. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to be terrific. I mean, the, the more and more of this stuff happens, again, in the face of the SEC, I think it's just the more bullish to show that like, hey, like we're not going anywhere. So um, yeah. I do love to see that. Yeah. Um, Let's finish off with this. If you guys are still here and enjoying the chat or enjoy the show, hit the like. We very much appreciate it. We do this every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's finish off on this. Um, this is a more bigger crypto market story that's been going on, but I think it's interesting to talk about for a moment, and that is the BitBoy drama. Okay, so um, now when I say that, that could probably be the phrase BitBoy drama could probably you know fit for a number of things <laughs> over the last couple of years. Um, but essentially, he has left his channel, or there has been a coup of sorts, uh, and he claims that there was one anyway, and he is no longer there. So he's no longer on the channel, no longer with the company. Um, there's been speculation, maybe even by him himself. I, I admit, I haven't followed this incredibly closely, but he's talking that he may be leaving the country. Uh, then there were, now this this one, frankly, pissed me off. And I said this to you the other night, Ewok. But the minute that I started seeing this substance abuse stuff on Twitter, um, especially by people who were not like from his company right. um, that just kind of reeked of speculation. I was just like, this is, why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, um, I, that's not to say that it would be preposterous that I don't know anything about Ben Armstrong. So whatever. I mean, you know, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. It's, it seems like it did not uh, at this point, which makes it even worse. But the minute that stuff like that starts being speculated about, especially by people who are not in the know, that just really pisses me off because it's like you don't even know what you're talking about. You're slandering somebody publicly. Like you have no idea. It's just to me, that's just really shitty. Now, you know, we talked about Trevon being like an enigmatic figure earlier. BitBoy certainly is one as well. He's controversial. You know, he's uh, been involved in a lot of strange tokens that he's made himself, um, you know, cost people a lot of money. Um, but he's also, I mean, he was on SBF very publicly, very early. Um, he has backed up Richard Hart on a number of occasions. He also danced around Richard Hart and Paul's chain at times to try to save face on his channel. But Hey, those guys hung out a little bit and stuff like that. Um, as far as we're not that he cares, but as far as where I come out on BitBoy, I do think he is probably a net positive for this industry anyway, for the things that he's done. I don't know what it is he's going to do now. There's a theory going on out there that 
it's, this could be a very valid theory um, that, you know, because of some of the tokens and coins that he was involved in, he may be hearing about something coming down the pike that's not so good for him regarding that. And he's trying to make a move right now. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I will just say that the thing that frustrated me was the the just talk of drug use and stuff like that before right. the claims were even substantiated. Yeah. So <clears throat> what do you make of all this? I mean, he does seem to always be mired in some sort of controversy. I think he prides himself on being that WWE, you know, sure. promo cutter. I mean, and he's very good at it. I mean, he does some funny stuff, but what do you make of it? And where do you think he heads from here? Well, when you have 1.5 million uh, subscribers, you know, you're going to have all kinds of people talking about you. <laughs> Every day, all the time. So, you know, I, I do agree with you. I don't like the fact that if there is or was at any point substance abuse, you know, that's his private life. It's not his bit boy persona or whatever. Um, you, you know, I, I'm not a fan of that either, bringing up whether it's factual, even if it's not factual. The guy's got a wife. He's got kids. Yeah. You know, you know, leave it to, to crypto and 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 stay out of the man's personal business you know if it's affecting his online persona um you know then it is what it is but you know pure speculation about things like that um maybe people that knew him from before maybe he did have issues i, I really don't know um and i hate to speculate without knowing so yeah i'm just i'm not a fan of that I could see that play, though. I could totally see the play if he's getting word, you know, like we know that the SEC is is coming after a lot of people. Um, right. And and we don't know, you know, what he knows or got inside scoop uh, of, of what happened. So, you know, I, I think it may be smart for him to step back a little bit and, and you know, take a break or or whatever maybe he maybe he got wind and someone was saying hey you might want to might want to take a step back for a little bit and let yeah. the let the dust settle so it, it's a theory again you know we don't have proof of anything but um you know it, it would be wise of him to do so uh maybe he did just get fed up maybe they had a falling out and he's going to um do his own thing or do something different you know he is that personality and i'm sure he could start another channel and and get a bunch of followers pretty quickly so oh yeah uh, I, I don't think either one will suffer uh without each other or whatever it may be around the blockchain i think uh belong to hit i think was the name of their whatever i anyway it doesn't matter he could come up with something um and and, and bring a lot of followers and, and they both would be fine so yeah it's it, it is news and and like I said when you when you end up with 1.5 million subscribers and followers, um, you just you're gonna have that drama follow you and people will start make up rumors if they don't know something just to break the first news about you. You know that's yeah. that's kind of the 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 position that you're in when you're in the in the spotlight like that. So it's probably yeah. probably normal. And if he does want to get back in crypto media, I mean, hey, in this day and age, very easy to do so. Uh, go rogue and do it however you do want to. Um, I I do think there's a lot more validity to, you know, that there could be some sort of regulatory thing happening that he maybe wants to get out in front of. And hey, if he does, then, you know, kudos to him, at least for for trying to do that. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, 
it is interesting. I mean, we'll we'll see like as we do move into a new cycle. It's going to be so interesting next year on a on a bigger point is like what will the new Johnny Chaos in the chat earlier was talking about like already seeing the O face thumbnails coming back a little <laughs> bit right yeah. now. It'll be interesting to see who those faces are come a calendar year from now. Like yeah. when things start to heat up again, what new players there will be. Um, yeah, very interested to see that. But I don't think Ben will be gone for long simply no. because I think he uh, I think he loves the attention. Right. Um, and I think he, he truly does love the business and loves crypto and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, the drug thing didn't really sit very well with me either. So, um, yeah, we'll keep our eyes peeled for him. So any other thoughts on that at all, Ewok? Nope. No, nope, okay. that's probably enough said about it. We like I said, till we know for sure, I don't want to speculate. Yeah, Pac-Man, we will not uh Ewok and I will not coup each other's channels and uh overthrow each other. So nothing no, to worry about there. No, so. don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, well, hey, we really appreciate you guys being here in the chat tonight. We do this every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, look, we've got a lot of stuff to look forward to here. Uh, the sting of the initial SEC lawsuit, it, it's a month old now, guys. So we're we're a month <laughs> past that. Um, we've got development happening since then. We have things launching on this blockchain. Uh, we've got a date now, November the 28th. we got the SEC looking like they're on their heels more than ever. So let's knock these fuckers out. How about yep. that? By the time we get to the 28th and thereafter. So um, taking another big L yesterday for the sec so um yeah well hey we will see you guys again next wednesday that'll be what man we're going to be into september here football season right around the corner yeah, i know buddy. we got a uh, couple of big games we're excited about this weekend ewok but we will be back next wednesday september the 6th so thank you all for being here for ewok this has been bro boy crypto and this is the creed of crypto podcast see you guys <laughs>